Welcome to Rhema for Today. And then we call it Solomon's Temple because he built it. And uh, that's where they met God. Every male of the Jews from 30 years of age and upward had to present himself at least once a year, you know, there at Jerusalem, the temple. And the presence of God, they called it the Shekinah glory, was kept shut up in the Holy of Holies. And then, of course, it would manifest itself out before the whole congregation, they'd see it. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today, you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on Rama for Today Radio. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Well, did it fit into what I was saying? You know, you don't want to go off on something else. Oh, yeah, I said fit right in what you were saying. Well, was there anything different? I never did tell him what happened. I never did relate that experience to him. But I said, was there anything different? Well, he said the only thing was it didn't look like you. He said, your face just lit up. It, just, it shone like an angel. Well, I just said the glory of God was there and, and let it go at that. But anyway, this Wednesday night, a little town that way, you got to realize, don't have street lights all over town. All, all the street lights they got down on that main street, you know, where they got four or five stores. That's all there. And, and on a cloudy night, it's dark. And so there was another young lady of that church that uh, I, I wasn't interested in her. I think she's interested in me. And somebody else tried to get me interested in her. And so I'm just walking up this road, street, actually, and it's just a dirt street. And, and there's an alley that crosses there, but nobody goes up and down. And it's all grown up with trees, you know, over it, you know. Actually, you could walk down it, but you just thought sort of like you was in a tunnel almost and just as dark as it could be but I knew the road so I tried to stay in the middle of the road but just as I went by there there's a car you see that had backed up in there no shadows and here's a young lady from the church my church and as I walked by now now to them they never did see anything because there's a young man and a young lady in the front seat and there's a young man and a young lady in the back seat of this car and this young lady uh, comes here to church, you see. And, and so, just as I walked by, the inside of that car lit up like you turned a, you know, not just a little old light, the car don't give them, like you turned an electric light bulb on. You can imagine what an electric light bulb would do in an automobile. Lit up, now she is sitting in this fellow's lap. And he's got his arm around her. And that's about as far as I go, because that's not all there is to do it. But I never told anybody about that. The Lord just showed that to me for my own personal benefit. I stayed away from people like that. But you see, that's a manifestation of the glory of God. Now somebody said, you got any scripture for that, Brother Hagin? Well, I wouldn't tell you if I didn't have. Besides that, you got any scripture against it? <laughs> Praise God, no, not a bit in the world. All these noise to be turned out. You know your Bible well enough. Go back. Do you remember in the Old Testament there was two prophets? One by the name of Elijah and one by the name of Elisha. Remember that? And you remember that Elisha, that Naaman, you remember Naaman, the commander-in-chief of the armies of Syria, he came over, you know, because he, he had the leprosy and wants to be healed. You know the story. 
prophet of God didn't even go out there and see him. Just send his servant out there. Said, go tell him to dip, dip in the river Jordan seven times and his, his flesh will come again clean. And yeah, I'm not going into all that. He finally was persuaded to do so and was healed. And he came back to Elisha or his place, wherever he lived. He never did see him personally. And said, uh, you know, wanted to give him changes of raiment, suits of clothes, we'd say, and silver and gold. And he wouldn't accept it. He said, it's not time to receive gifts. And so he went his way. But Gehazi, Elisha's servant, ran after him and overtook him. And he lied to him. He said, you know, after you left, two young prophets came. We'd say two young preachers came. And lo, my master would not take anything for himself. He said it would be all right to take a couple of changes of raiment. We'd say a couple of suits of clothes apiece for those two fellows. And so many talents of silver and so many talents of gold for each one of them. Well, Naaman's so thrilled to be healed from an incurable condition, you can understand that, that he gave him twice as much as he asked for. And he took it and hid it. And then he went into the presence of Elisha. And Elisha said, where have you been? He said, nowhere, my master. Remember that? And Elisha said, now get this, my spirit went with you when you joined yourself to that chariot. In other words, I saw you. I saw you. I know exactly what you did. Amen. amen. I said, amen. amen. Absolutely. And you know the story as well as I do. So we do have scripture for that. And so, I could go right on down the line relating other experiences. I don't, I don't have time to do so because I want to come to a place here tonight and I, and I can't finish what I'm going to say tonight so I'll have to do it another night. But I want you to notice this in conclusion. Here in the Old Testament, the house of God was the physical building. That was this first, the tabernacle. We read about that, which was just a tent. And then we call it Solomon's temple because he built it. And uh, that's where they met God. Every male of the Jews from 30 years of age and upward had to present himself at least once a year, you know, there at Jerusalem, the temple. And the presence of God, they called it the Shekinah glory, was kept shut up in the Holy of Holies. And then, of course, it would manifest itself out before the whole congregation, they'd see it. But now when we come to the New Testament, because when Jesus died on Calvary, the curtain that curtained off the Holies of Holies was rent in twain from top to bottom. Flavius Josephus, the Jewish historian, said that that curtain was 40 feet across, 20 feet high, and 4 inches thick. And up there in the air, 20 feet in the air, something, someone, took hold of that and ripped it apart. God moved out of earth made holy of holies. And now then, we emphasize this, and I'll reemphasize it, that he indwells us individually. And that's true. 
But I want you to see something else. Look first in Hebrews, the third chapter, and the sixth verse. Hebrews, the third chapter, and the sixth verse. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? We collectively make up the house. Whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Hebrews 3, 6. Then I want you to turn back to uh, 1 Timothy, the third chapter, and the 15th verse. Paul said, writing to Timothy, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. The house of God is people. The house of God is the church of the living God. The pillar and ground of the truth. Then go back with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Paul writing to the church at Corinth. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? Or in other words, know ye not that ye are the house of God? Now these people, that meant more to them than it does us. Here at Corinth, they, were, they knew about temples. They were all kind of temples built to different gods. But Paul said, ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And we know that John said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And it's true that ye are the temple, you individually are the temple of God. But I like the Amplified translation here. It said, do you not discern and understand and I'm afraid that we do not discern this fact and do not understand it. There's two things. To discern means to see. Now see, you could see something without understanding it. Amen. I, I don't know a thing in the world about uh, electronics. I see something. I look at television all the time, but I don't understand it. Do you? Do you understand it? No, I don't understand it, but I see it. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Uh, honey, we have a great offer this month. Uh, this is six CDs of, of your father's Holy Spirit series, and he was a great teacher on uh, that. He was a great, great teacher on the Holy Spirit, and uh, this is six CDs that uh, deal with, with the basics that... And I just want to read these here. The Holy Spirit in you, God's gift to, to, to us, and then what does it mean to be filled? And then he, what good are tongues? He deals with that subject. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about tongues forbidden are encouraged. And then the importation and instruction. And so all of this is here. 
and this is a, this is a great great series for you that maybe don't understand the yes. Holy Spirit or somebody that you know that that is interested in the Holy Spirit but they don't understand it. This would be excellent, excellent, excellent. And your book, How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny. You know, and this is the beginning of a, yes. of a year. And um, so many times we need to know how we can fill the destiny now, that God has for us. Actually, this book is taken from several of my little mini books uh, that where I, uh, I, was, I was teaching on the, you know, destiny and fulfilling what God has for you. And they, they, they put it all together and, and it made an excellent book. It's not just for people that are, it's not for ministry people. This yes. is for people, all people, because God has a destiny for Absolutely. everybody. Every one of you have a destiny <clears throat> and you can fulfill that destiny if you know the biblical principles to do so. That's right. And my CD, Keep the Fire Burning. We have to keep the fire burning in our lives. You know, in the natural, we have to keep the fire burning. That's right. I know, you know, we just completed 58 years of marriage. Yeah, December the 30th. Yeah. And uh, you have to keep that fire burning, That's that spark. Right. Well, the same thing in our spiritual life. We need to keep the fire burning. And so that is for a, a gift of $40 or $40 more. $40 or more. Go right now to your computer and, and order it. Rhema.org and order it right now. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.